Hello everybody and welcome to the All Things Education podcast where we learn tips and tricks to achieve our best in secondary and tertiary education. I'm your host Mary Coleman and today in this episode we are going to be discussing how there are so many pathways that you guys can choose post-secondary school. As always, I am so excited for this episode, but I'm even more excited today because we have Naren Chalopar from Career Success Australia with us. I'll talk about him and his organization in a little bit, but first make sure you guys listen until the very end of the episode because Naren says so much amazing knowledge and I don't want you to miss any of it. So stick around right to the very end. I'm super excited for this episode, guys. I cannot wait to get started. So let's jump right on in and get educated. Okay, let's introduce our guest for today. We have Naren Chalopar, the Program Director from Career Success Australia with us. Naren is an expert career coach and has held leadership roles at Australia's top universities, including Monash, Swinburne and Melbourne University. His extensive experience in career coaching and his career advice has helped over 3,000 job seekers to secure employment in Australia. So it is a great pleasure to have you on the show today, Naren. How are you? Good, thanks, Marin. How are you doing? Yeah, super good. Um, you evidently have a passion for helping people in their career choices, especially helping those who don't know what to choose or what area they're interested in. And I'm wondering if you want to talk to us a little bit about how you came to start Career Success Australia, because it's helped so many people to be able to discover, apply and, you know, land their perfect job. And of course, you have a fantastic team of experts that also consult and coach. So yeah, do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Uh, sure, happy to. Um, I guess uh, when I think back to my uh, high school days, I, I really wasn't too sure myself what I wanted mm. to, to become or to do. Uh, my dad was an architect. My mum worked in, in the healthcare sector in administration types of roles. Uh, yeah. But I, I wasn't really drawn to the sciences. I wasn't drawn to uh, uh, the, the business types of subjects. Um, I, I did have a creative background. I, I got into classical music when I was a, a bit younger. Um, oh, nice. but, uh, but I wasn't really sure what to, to do. Um, mm. and so that made VCE a bit of a tricky, uh, situation for me because I, you know, I, I couldn't really do the, the chemistry or physics types of subjects or the hard maths. Mm. Um, so I just, basically just chose subjects that I enjoy doing uh, and I ended up doing more humanities and, and, and business commerce type of subjects. Uh, yeah, okay. And then I sort of fell into like a commerce degree because I thought, well, I really don't know what I want to do, but a commerce degree seems to have the flexibility to pick and choose different businessy type of subjects. Um, so I, I can sort of relate to students who who are a bit lost in terms of what they want to do and they don't have that natural mm. uh, instinct calling to say, you, you know, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a doctor, IT is your, your thing. Uh, and then my career started after, after uni. I worked in marketing and then I was really fortunate to have the opportunity to start working at different universities, uh, okay. mainly in business types of roles. and. And when I was working on different campuses, I could see that a lot of students were, were quite uh, stuck or unsure as to which mm. career path to take. Uh, and that's how I fell into getting into this career guidance and career consulting type of work. 
mm. based on what I had seen and learnt and uh, and experienced when I was working on campus, yes, yes. campus at different universities. Uh, and that's how I fell into becoming a, a career coach all through my oh, lovely. working around on campus, you know, going to different meetings and uh, and talking to students as well. That gave me great insight. Yes, nice. And it's so amazing when you see people like yourself that have that next level of wisdom that can really guide someone to the right career for them. Yeah, awesome. Um, and I guess focusing more on that secondary and tertiary, um, the students, would you agree that there are numerous options for a student to get into their desired career or course they want to get into? I think so. Um, you know, if we look back 20, 30, 40 years, I think the options were quite limited, obviously because technology yes. has had an advance and engineering had an advance as much as it is today. Uh, mm. and, and, and through advancement in technology, there are so many different uh, different new industries that students can choose. So there are certainly so many more opportunities for students, whether it's to get into a trade uh, or into a different uh, type of or new emerging industry, whether it's something in technology perhaps or in environmental science and sustain sustainability. These are really big issues that are facing the world uh, and and through those big issues, new degrees or diplomas have been created to, to fuel uh, the, the knowledge gap that we need to be able to overcome some of these big yes. challenges. So I think um, for students nowadays, whether they're in high school or uh, entering uh, tertiary education, they've got a whole variety of things to choose from, which is great. Wow, yeah. And how would a student go about, uh, I guess, choosing and knowing which is the right job field that they should explore? Yeah, look, it's a, t it's a tough one. Uh, I think there will always be like a group of students who who know what they want to do. Yes. From their primary school days, they want to be a vet. From the get-go. Yeah, or they want to work in construction. Uh, but I think there's still a huge cohort of, of students who are not sure. And some of the tips that I have is really about speaking to people, uh, talking to people uh, and doing a lot of research, uh, find out uh, about the different roles, like what, what qualities do, does a civil engineer have or a nurse or a, uh, or a social worker mm. or a graphic designer. Uh, so definitely speaking to people, yeah. uh, maybe doing some short courses as well. So there's so many different, uh, you call them sort of ed tech platforms like uh, Udemy or LinkedIn mm. Learning or even the Khan Academy where young people can hop online and test out a course in website design. Uh, yeah. And you might try something and, and really it might not gel with you. Um, and potentially also having like a mentor is also good. So if you were in year 10 and you were thinking about getting into engineering, perhaps you can do your work experience program at, a, at an engineering firm, uh, or you can hop onto LinkedIn and mm. maybe connect with a number of engineers and say, look, hey, I'm just in year 10, yeah. but I, I really love fixing engines and I'm thinking about mechanical engineering. Uh, so it's about it's it's a bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, taste testing uh, and 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 learning about mm. 
what motivates you, what, what drives you when it comes to a different type of, a type of yeah. uh, thing that you're learning or potentially you're going to do as a job. So I think it's about research and just speaking to people. And lastly, it's about having a good career counselor. Mm -hmm. So talking to your career counselor or advisor at school uh, and attending careers fairs, as an example, um, you know, where you can talk to different industry people. So that's, for sure. I think, some of the things that you can do. Yeah, and I guess they can also talk to industries like yours, you know, like Career Success Australia. Like, I definitely think it's such a good organisation because they can have a chat to you about those sort of things, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and I also think uh, uh, going to the university open days. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I, th I think they're, they're fantastic uh, yes. places where you can uh, learn about the different courses and career outcomes mm. and uh, and there's always big careers fairs that uh, I'm in Melbourne and at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre there's usually two mm. or three big career fairs every every year yes uh, yes where you can talk to different companies yes that's so good and especially at the uni days as you were saying before the open days they've got uh, potentially like professors and um, experts mm. in those fields so it's so good to yeah speak to them yeah nice how would a um a secondary student, so yeah, someone who is in years 10, 11 or 12, go about that decision-making process? So like you were saying, that research and asking people, is that all they really have to do to kind of discover their interests in their career? Yeah, I think so. Uh, mm. It's about trying different things um, along the way. Um, you know, yeah. whether you're into into the arts and creativity uh, you know, I, th I think that's, um, uh, there are different ways that you can sort of, uh, you can, uh, test that passion. Um, mm. and so I, I think it's what I was just talking about earlier, which is around sampling yes, different things, yeah. going out and talking to yeah. people, uh, and, uh, you know, even hopping online and, and, and YouTubing different career pathways yeah. you know what does an aerospace engineer do uh, a career in yes. nursing there's so much rich video content out there covering all professions that you know, sure. you know when when I was going through this process you didn't have that opportunity to uh yeah. you know to, to hop onto YouTube and watch a video you know to see uh mm. you know what a an electrician would be doing yeah so yeah, like the day in the life kind of research yes yeah. definitely a day in the life type of thing yeah yep. nice I remember when um I was in year 12 last year I was literally coming home every single week and having a different career <laughs> I just kept cycling through all of the different passions and hobbies of mine and you yeah, literally wanted yeah. to do something every week so that sampling like you said and that research yeah yeah I think though at the moment maybe this is just an observation but a lot of young people, whether they're in, you know, year 10 to 12, we've got too many distractions happening mm. in our lives at the moment. Obviously, there's some big things happening. Yes. Uh, but even if you take away those big things like COVID or, you know, issues around the world, mm. Uh, mm. we're always on our phones. We're checking out what's happening on Instagram or, or TikTok now. Yeah. TikTok's actually a really good platform actually, yes, to yeah. learn about careers and things like that. Um, it is. But obviously we can use it for, Definitely. you know, just entertainment purposes. Yeah, go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So I think it's important for, for young students to have 
like a good advisor or mentor that can steer them in the right direction. Uh, 100%. Because the last thing you want to happen is that you end up finishing year 12 or, or high school and, mm. and you're not sh <clears throat> sure which pathway to take. And then you yes. end up doing a course two years, three years, four years, and then you discover this is not what I want to do. Mm, yeah. Um, so, so definitely parents play a big role in this process yeah. as well. Uh, and I think parents have to, if possible, guide their kids um, to those open days and talking to different people um, yes. about different jobs and, and, and what they entail. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's yes. those are some of the key things that young people can do. Yeah, for sure. And obviously it really does help if you finish your schooling. But for someone who yeah, maybe has dropped out in year 10 or um, at an even earlier year, but let's just say year 10 for the sake of it. How could they go about getting the necessary qualifications? Yeah, look, that's a tough one. I mean, school isn't for everyone. Mm. Uh, and there's plenty of evidence to suggest people who drop out of school or uni go on to do amazing things. Yes. Um, mm. But I think if, if someone dropped out of school in year 10, the most important thing is just to not do nothing. So, yeah, and, and that will come from the environment that particular person is in, their family situation and their friends, their peers that need to sort of direct them into something that's going to help them with their career. Uh, you know, whether, whether the, you know, their passion is music like me when I was younger, okay, fine, mm. you, you, you don't like school, but if you play the drums or you play the guitar, well, you know, how do you pursue that as a, as a, as a career and a passion? Um, yes. but it's not the end of the world. If you drop out of year 10, you know, even if you take a whole year off hmm. just to figure out what you want to do in life or, or whatever it may be, or maybe you've had some personal issues, that's okay. But the main thing is to have a good network around you that can help you get back onto the track. Uh, yes. and then, you know, you can always start off with a, a certificate, uh, mm. at, at TAFE, uh, there are yeah. so many different certificates that are government funded, start off with a, a cert three in, in business or a cert three in hairdressing or cookery, um, or, uh, electronics. Um, yes. so you can always get back in, you know, uh, there's always pathways back yes. in. So the main thing is to uh, to not drift off when you exit school at a younger age. Um, yes. Another option is, okay, so you leave school in year 10, but you've got a part-time job at McDonald's, okay? And then that part-time job turns into a full-time job because you're, you know, you're 15, 16, earning good money, Um and, and, and I know people that have gone down this yeah. pathway, which is dropped out of school, you've worked at a, as a casual at Coles, and then you're working full time, you're earning more money than your friends who are at school or uni. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then maybe you get into like a leadership or management role, you become a, a, a fruit and veg department manager. Um, mm. you know, and then that's your pathway into like a corporate management role. Um, so I think the main thing is that if you leave school early, 
you know, still have the vision that, you know, you, you have mm, a career ahead of you. It's so now a matter of discovering what it is. Pathway through, through TAFE, certificates, diplomas, maybe a degree. Um, yes. Or you may not. You may want to pursue an apprenticeship. So mm, yeah, we have yeah. a massive shortage in the trade sector. So true. That's so, so true, yes. Lots of options. Yes, yeah, nice. I think that's very helpful advice. And what would you say are some uh, emerging skill sets that many companies are sort of looking for across the fields, particularly in that age range of 16 to 25? Yeah, look, we, we work with lots of different companies all around Australia in pretty much every industry. And the mm. what we're hearing from hiring managers is that they're more focused on the individual's attitude and their eagerness okay. and their hunger. Uh, so they're looking for qualities like being able to take initiative, um, going that extra, yeah. extra mile, um, hmm. attention to detail, being able to organize and manage multiple different things. So a lot of companies are telling us now that, hey, we can teach them. We'll teach them that technical hmm. skill or that software. Um, but we want someone who's got that real hunger to learn and, and to, to perform and to work hard. Yeah. Um, so that's yes. something I think young people need to think about, which is, you know, uh, you've, you have to have that inner drive and that inner motivation. Um, but from a technical skill perspective, I think, you know, with 2022, technology is only going to become more and more important. Things like automation, sure, robotics, yes. Uh, the power of the internet. So there is going to be a healthcare sector as well, mind you. Uh, so I think having really strong technical skills, so learning a, a programming language, uh, I think that's that's really important. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you have an interest in science tech STEM, like the science, technology, engineering, maths, that's definitely... The type yeah, of schools wow, a lot yeah. of companies are looking for. Yeah. And yeah, like you were saying, that progression of technology is definitely replacing, you know, some workers in job fields. Um, but do you think that this advancement in technology will really impact people going for specific jobs or will it kind of uh, stabilise the unemployment rates? Uh, it's a good question. Mm. Uh, I mean, we, we see it every day in our yeah. daily lives that uh, we see that automation is uh, impacting some types of jobs. Like you just walk into any supermarket and uh, you know, you can't, it's very rare that you, you can actually have all the, uh, the aisles open where you can put your groceries yeah. down. It's, it's all self-service now. Yes. Soon we'll have driverless cars. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when I walk my dog, uh, there's a lot of construction works happening where, around where I live. And I'm just thinking mm. it's, and I walk past a, a house being built and I see f five people working on that site. Mm. And I'm thinking it's only a matter of time before, before there's a robot, yeah. two robots, um, welding the frames or yeah. it's all prefabricated stuff. And it's just 
a house is built within two weeks. Yes. You know, it's just going to cut costs. So and yeah. yeah. And people will make the case, oh, it's safer. There's less, you know, uh, the hazard less risks. And yeah. Yes, yes. So going back to your question, I think there are some professions where my my gut feel is that they won't exist like accounting as a as a processing type of job mm. will probably be converted into more of a, a business consulting type of career yes okay so you won't go to an account to get your taxes done it'll all be done through the ato online system yes and, and so that big chunk of work in an accounting firm may go uh, I think some engineering roles may be automated as well. Mm. Will there be new jobs, do you reckon, that will sort of be created to counteract that? Or it, do you think it will more just be more people have to kind of fight for similar job types in that area? Well, I think more jobs will be created to, or more jobs will uh, be needed to create those systems and technology yes. and machines. Mm-hmm. Uh in order for that to uh, to happen, mm. uh, so I think there'll be new jobs created to support those new and emerging industries that are coming. Uh, mm. So, so I'm not painting a really positive picture here, but no, that's you know, totally I, fine. But, but but I think it's important for people in their teens and early twenties when they're choosing courses. Yes. to try and future-proof your job security because, yeah, you know, I guess if we think back like 30 years ago, there's probably jobs back then that were in hot demand, but, you know, we don't need them anymore. Uh, printing mm. and publishing, as an example, that industry is yeah. you know, not... Dissipated you know, pretty much, yeah, yeah, in many ways. Journalism to some extent, you know, a lot of data entry work that someone would manually do is now being automated yes. and that digital age just the more it kind of progresses yeah so i think yes. it's important to to think about the sort of bulletproof industries so things that come to my mind are you know engineering jobs will be there health and uh, medical jobs will be there yeah marketing is, is always something that will be there physio mm-hmm. things you know that's part of the health sector but uh and and, yes. and the big one yes, is obviously definitely. technology yeah, wow. And um, of course, COVID has definitely impacted small businesses. I guess we couldn't escape this discussion without talking about COVID and jobs. That's right. Yes. Um, would you recommend to secondary and tertiary students who are choosing a career pathway to consider that entrepreneur side of things and starting up online businesses? Uh, what would you kind of say to that? Oh, look, I, I would support that every day of the week. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we only progress through innovation and entrepreneurship and For sure. and people following their passions. So, you know, whether you want to, if you've got a side passion for sewing and you want to, you know, create new designs and set up a, an mm. e-commerce site and, and sell the clothes that you're making in your bedroom, you know, yes. go yeah. for it. So definitely yeah. I think there's an argument to save follow that passion, you know, whether it's in designing like a new app Mm. uh, or making things better through technology or whatever it is that you're passionate about. I think 
young people should definitely push those boundaries. And I think mm. if, uh, if if people would spend less time mucking around on social media and, and they spent some time, you know, following a, a passion project, you know, uh, I think that's a tremendous thing to do. At the same time, I think it's also good to stick to the yeah. standard things of going to school yeah. and uni and TAFE and getting a piece of paper. That's important. But at the same time, definitely look at exploring new options mm. because if you make it work, you could become a, yeah. <laughs> a multimillionaire. For sure. Yeah, it can work out very well in your favor, definitely. That's right. Yes. And uh, Generation Z, which is, I guess, mainly between the age group, what we we're talking about before, that 16 to 25 years old, who are finishing school now or in the midst of their tertiary studies or undertaking placements or, yes, wherever they're at in that life between that 16 to 25 age. Um do you have any statistics or data about the job mobility for this generation? Um, the graduate employment rates uh, are looking quite strong. Uh, and especially since COVID has, mm. has impacted on the, the workforce in Australia and having access to skilled mm. migrants that are coming in, uh, we have a, a, a big shortage of skilled professionals. So. Yeah. It's a fantastic time to be a graduate, I think, in Australia, in any industry. For sure. Uh, because of, of the, the jobs that have to be filled. Definitely. Um, in terms of job mobility, I think, I think a lot of employers now are, are much more flexible in terms of yeah. your academic background. So, for example, if, if uh, you've studied mm. engineering... Uh, you can move into consulting as a as a as a as a, a new pathway or engineering. I think big four banks would be interested in having engineers work in their analytics yeah, well. areas or their innovation areas. Not all law graduates yeah. are moving into into law positions. Sure. They're moving into policy or education. Yeah, and and so we are seeing more movement with that mobility, which is fantastic. Mm, uh, yeah, and I think one of the important things for students to mm. be able to be mobile with their career pathways is to choose like a double degree. So always combine like a commerce with a science or an arts with a law. Mm, yeah, uh, okay. Because you can you can sort of hedge your bets a, a little bit. Yeah, so you know, I think it's it's also about venturing out into other learning platforms as well. Yes, definitely, more flexibility that way. So even if you have a commerce or a business degree, or an arts degree or a law degree, if your hobby or your mm -hmm. passion is in mm -hmm. in another area, like let's say it's design, or in uh, in some sort of healthcare. Uh, discipline um, there's nothing stopping you from doing additional online studies through like a, a, a platform like Coursera or Udemy or LinkedIn Learning which is only going to enhance your your mobility. Sure. I guess now let's just uh, explore some of the top career choices uh, for the sake of giving some examples about what kind of careers people usually go into when they're studying and just discuss these careers a little bit more in depth. So we'll just start with everyone's favorite medicine. Uh, yeah, what sort of, um, or what kinds of people 
would usually go into this kind of career? What are the common personality traits, do you reckon? Uh, look, I do know personally, like really well, relatives and uh, people close to me who have pursued medicine. Mm. Uh, and they, there are some traits yes. that are common, some of which would be being really focused mm. and determined and hardworking. Um, one of my cousins is a radiologist and I remember uh, he's a little bit older than me, yes. but uh, when we were out going to birthday parties and dinners and having fun on the weekends, he was at home studying. Uh, and that's fairly typical, yeah. I think, of people that pursue uh, wow, yeah. a, a medicine degree and when they specialize. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, that having that real grit and determination and work ethic mm. is vital. I don't have that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> um, and, and I think driving that or underpinning that would be their, their motivation to help people as well. So it all comes from that desire to uh, help people uh, and and treat people who are uh, having having issues or have um, some some sort of uh, you know health issues that are that are going on. So it's about um, I, I think they have that that desire to, to, to make people better and help people. What would you say about psychology? Are they sort of similar traits to medicine or how does, I guess, the personality differ in that sort of career? Yeah, look, I, I think for people that, uh, that want to get into those types of careers, whether it's nursing or physio or mm-hmm. allied health, uh, again, it really comes down to wanting to work with people, help people, uh, make mm-hmm. society a better place through mental health or physical health improvements um yes so so i think you know it it may be just a like an intrinsic thing or a or something that's within them um yeah or perhaps a parent or a an older cousin or someone they know has uh has worked in that field and you know and and that's what they're drawn to so i think you know again i've got i've got people close to me who are working in in nursing and, and healthcare, and they almost get a bit of a buzz, you know, when they, it's, it's a hard shift, don't get me wrong, they, it's, it's exhausting from what I've heard and what I've seen, but they just have this quality, which is, I, I really want to make a difference and help someone, which is amazing. As long as you have the passion, the drive, you can literally go anywhere, yes. That's right, yep. Yes, and could you talk to us a little bit about the trend of uh, the traditional professions, such as law and Mm. medicine and those kind of fields and if they are still very popular career choices or are there I guess other occupations that are emerging yeah look I think you know having worked at different universities uh you know there there still is a huge amount of demand for those blue chip degrees whether it's law commerce medicine engineering and that's not going to go away Mm. um Mm. but what what we'll probably see, uh, which is probably happening a bit slower, but the universities are, uh, you know, they have to keep in in step with what's happening in industry. For sure. Uh, so, so we are seeing a, a slight shift where 
universities, as an example, they're offering degrees in cybersecurity because that's a huge necessity for any organization now to protect their, their systems and their data. Uh, yes. The way that we treat people um, uh, in allied health or in, in cancer treatment is also mm. changing. Uh, Definitely. You know, research and development into uh, into infectious diseases now is 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 shifting. So yes. there'll always be a place for the traditional uh, degrees, but they will also have to evolve. The way we, the yes. way that a, me- a student does an MBBS degree, a medicine degree, that will have to change as as we evolve. Law will have to change. You know, twenty years yeah. twenty years ago, we probably didn't have you know su- uh, laws to protect data privacy or uh, mm. cyber harassment and things like that um for sure and uh and now again in technology the emerging areas are saying data science and machine learning uh and mm. cloud technology so you know um we might see some of these emer- these traditional degrees blending with some of these new contemporary uh courses yes um, which i think has to happen yeah Um, but i evolution yeah it is uh (laughs) i just hope that though that we see the universities and industry really coming together because they have to Mm. go hand in hand if if the the people working at all the 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 big corporations and ngos and uh and other organizations uh, are Mm. not communicating what what their pressing needs are when it comes to a labor force then we're in a bit of trouble but that's why what i was saying earlier for students is to choose like a a degree that is going to future proof you but a degree that gives you the flexibility to pursue something in technology or uh, something in creativity so or finance so that you're you're covering not just one base, but maybe two or three. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Naren, for you know joining us on the episode today. We've got so much wisdom and it's absolutely amazing. We'll link in the show notes, of course, your website. Um, so yes, it definitely, if anyone is listening to this episode today and has questions or would like to book a consultation with your team, how would they be able to reach you? Uh, sure, just uh, visit Career Success Australia. Uh, .com.au you can send us an inquiry or follow us on social media we're we're always posting really funky tips on whether it's to do with uh, resume writing or job interview tips and things like that and uh, yeah certainly follow us on on social media and and get in touch if if, if you're feeling a bit lost we're happy to help yeah nice and we'll link that all in the show notes so they don't have to stress about you know trying to find it beautiful thank you so much really appreciate your time thanks for having me mary appreciate it no worries awesome see you later bye-bye Alrighty, guys, that is all from us today at All Things Education. And if you like this episode, definitely be sure to let us know. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. And remember, the advice given on this channel and on our socials is general information only. If you have any specific personal health, well-being or educational issues, 
reach out to a professional such as your GP, school counsellor, or just a trusted person in your life before making any final decisions. Please do not take this episode as specific personal advice, but hopefully you now have some more information about the topic you listened to today and you recognise that there are so many pathways that you can take after you finish your secondary education. And you don't even have to finish your secondary education to do what you love at the end. All right. Thanks again for tuning into the All Things Education podcast. I'm your host, Mary Coleman. For more tips and tricks, check out our Instagram at allthingseducation21. And if you're interested in finding out more about Career Success Australia and Naren and his team, check out the show notes for his website and his Instagram. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to All Things Education. See you next time.